Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame show presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Cubs lose to the Reds 5-3 at Wrigley Field in the series opener. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, and hopefully Ryan Herrera joining us from Wrigley Field before the end of the podcast. Again, Cody, looking for one in this series. So the Cubs don't enter the month of July in dead last in a really bad division. 18 games under 500. Do you blame David Ross for this loss? Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, first comment, RWB team. Awful, awful managing the game by Ross. But I also like, so the part of me that wanted, wanted the team to win blames Ross. And then the part of me that wants to see development. Right. And, like, just see if, like, you know, he can if, he do can, it. if he can, you know, the pitch count was low for Keegan Thompson. Yeah, I would have liked to see if maybe he could get back into the groove he was in. He he didn't, and uh, it cost the Cubs. And, I mean, we stink, so what does it matter, I guess? But I you're mean, right, that is, the, that is sort of the balance, you know. He's mm-hmm. trying to push a young pitcher to see what he can do, to see if he can – try and bounce back the next inning after a rough sixth. Right. Because they hit him pretty hard in the sixth inning. Yep. And and see if he can answer that the next inning, go a little bit further. Didn't work out. Also didn't work out because Rowan Wick couldn't get the job done. Yeah, that's another thing, too. I, I, I will say this. Like, a lot of our mentions tonight related to this topic between Thompson and, and Ross, I know Rowan Wick hasn't been – great of late or this month I guess but anyone who thinks that he's not good hasn't really watched the last two three years like yeah he's, he's had some he's 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 not awful he's not Daniel Norris nothing <laughs> against Daniel Norris but like let's be real Daniel Norris been real bad this year yeah I Rowan Wick I think when you bring Rowan Wick in with runners on already doesn't bode well so I didn't like them bringing Rowan Wick in either, but I mean, what? I don't know. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty when it comes to that that kind of decision making. But I again, I think at the end of the day, I would I would have liked them to just bring Wick in in the seventh, clean, see what happens. You you know, if they did if they did that, you know, the Cubs make that three run score those three runs, maybe maybe they hold it. I don't know, but I. I think for a young picture like Keegan Thompson, it's like you got you got six. This is what this is the third consecutive six inning start. He's got had a start where he had six innings. Right. Two earn, eight strikeouts, no walks. I think you take that and Well if they don't hit the home run, it's a good start. Yeah, yeah. Still a good it's still a good start, but you know, and Steven's with you on the uh why they let him pitch in the seventh inning and then getting pulled. And I do agree that most relievers fare better coming in on a clean inning. Yeah, I agree. At the same time, if you're going to be a reliever in the big leagues, you got to be able to come in in a dirty inning and get the job done. I agree. And I, I know that I agree with that point, but I like we've seen it time and time again with Rowan Wick that every time he comes in in a dirty inning, it usually doesn't work out. But so, like, you would think that they have to have the splits on – his numbers when he enters the game with runners on versus runners off. But I don't know. Again, I, I put, I don't put the entire game on David Ross. A lot of people, I lo- it, it would have been funny if they took Thompson out and then Wick came in and gave up more runs, whatever. But, and then we would have, we'd be sitting here arguing, why did we take Thompson out so early? Because his pitch count was so low. <laughs> yes. Like, it yeah. would have been the very opposite. And it's not the first time. It wouldn't be the first time because the amount of people I've read comment sections of co- complaining about David Ross taking a starter out too early, I mean, it. that's, that's the territory of being the manager, right? Yeah. Ne- it's like never perfect. The only time the manager really is truly perfect is if the team is just really fucking good. And this uh, team isn't. So Brendan uh, chiming in. 
Okay, here we go. With a defending Wicks, saying Wicks command, throwing to the edges, above league average for every pitch type. So's his stuff. If he continues to pitch like that, good chance results will come. There will be no Wick slander. <laughs> I'm not slandering Wick. The I'm pitch just, doctor I'm, has spoken. I, I have, I've just read a lot of negative tweets about Rowan Wick. I, I don't think he's bad. I think he's serviceable. I, hell, coming in the year, I thought he was going to be the closer. Yeah, I mean, he. <laughs> I, I would say there's still a chance he's a plus reliever, not just serviceable. That like he's yeah, he's a guy you count on in the future. Has it been? First of all, we all know the bullpen's been overworked this season. Yeah, yeah, know, and put in some situations that they probably for sure in a perfect world. Although baseball is almost never a perfect world, uh, that maybe they shouldn't be in. So. I liked what I saw out of Keegan Thompson. Again, if he's out of, you know, if he, through five innings, he's as good as, as you can expect. Yeah. He was mowing him down. Yeah, uh, uh, and then the sixth inning, those first two batters, pretty good contact. Yeah. And I said, it's going to be interesting this time around. And sure enough, it was. Brandon Dury, mashed one. Yeah. And uh, can't remember who the other guy was, but obviously. Uh, Guy at second base. Whenever Wick came in, the guy who hit, hit the homer, India, India, yeah. yeah, former rookie of the year. Like he's probably outside of Votto, and I know Votto's having a down year, at least to his standards. You know, India is probably their best player. So, uh, you know, I, it just sucks. I the reason I'm that part of me is mad that that they brought Thompson back out there is because I just want to see Thompson just shove and have perfect right. po- have a perfect box score. You know what I mean? Six innings, two earned runs, zero walks, eight strikeouts is awesome. He's not the reason they lost. He's not the reason they lost, no. It sucks and he would have been lost. one of the reasons they won. Yeah, if they would have came back and won, then they, we, they would, you know, you, you could say, well, you got another good start out of Thompson. We wouldn't be talking about the – Four earned runs. That's right. We'll, we'll get to the uh, who you got later, but you were in the lead. I believe I surpassed you. We'll get to that later. I don't know. Natalie's right there, too. Natalie my is unof- right there. My unofficial pick that I was uh, just peer pressured into by the comments. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I needed to pick earlier for this one to count. That's right. Right. <laughs> it, was, it was not typed in. <laughs> I didn't lock in my final answer. I can't afford to be giving wins away to Natalie. <laughs> Uh, hey, man, Luis Castillo, first also, we should say he was really good. I mean, are you kidding me? That guy was like 120 pitches and throwing 98. And we were sitting there watching the game saying, now what? Okay, so the Yankees might be interested in trading for him. Is there any way, shape, or form it makes sense for the Cubs to be in play for somebody like that? Is he is he proven enough? Is he good enough? that you'd be willing to give up some of your prospects to get a pitcher like that. And I, I just don't think there's only one year of control left after this. I just don't think there's enough control, and he's not young enough at this point for him to be the guy. Now, if he's a free agent, totally different story. I, I would love to see them make a play for him if he's a free agent. Would I be willing to give up what it might take? You know, would I be willing to give up Killian and somebody else to get him or two other guys to get him or Triantos or mm-hmm. like, I, I don't think so at this no. point. It's just not, it was just a, it was honestly, it gave us something to talk about while we were watching the game. Yeah. It kept us awake. Yeah. I, my thought process behind, you know, even making a trade for Luis Castillo is if the Cubs were to actually do that, it would be a sign that they, they planned on competing next year. Right. So I feel like that would bode well for the upcoming offseason. But I just, you know, he's he's pretty good. You're going to have to give up. you got to give up something to get talent. So, again, it was just a conversation to have. But it, the, only, the main reason I brought it up was, like, if the Cubs just shocked us all and, and did something like that, it would be a move to saying, hey, next year we plan on being good. They had one more year of control. So you go into next year with, you know, with him being a free agent the year after. Uh, you know, I, well, let's, but again, let's say what if, of, what if, what if it came at the price of you're trading Hendricks to get some of those prospects back that you'd be go- tossing out to get him again. I just don't think the control of one year is enough risk for that. Like the prospect thing, you can kind of counteract that by bringing some back with another trade, but if you only have them for a year, 
what are the odds you're a World Series contender next year? I mean, you're not. And I don't think he puts you in the driver's seat in the division. Obviously, you'd have to make a lot more moves. Right. So, again, it would have been like, even if the Cubs did put together a roster that I'm, that I would think that could be in the race or be a wildcard team. I, unless like just this was like MLB the show putting together like roster, you know what I mean? Like just bringing in these right. these, all right, these right. dudes somehow, some way. Which even then, if you do that, doesn't always guarantee anything because it is baseball. But like, you know, I that if again if they did make a play for him, then yeah, I mean maybe some of them. If you move someone like Hendricks and. Ortega and, and wisdom, maybe you could bring back, you know, all the with those three combined. To try and cover. Maybe maybe that would, but again, I think you're going to have to give up. A, you'd have to give up a pretty big prospect to get Castillo, and the Cubs are just in no position to actually do that. So. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's a player out there that would interest in the Cubs, interest the Cubs in somebody like that. You know, like somebody that would be good enough that would have control that you'd be willing to. Move some of your prospects. I just don't think that player exists, but it's it's an interesting thought. Like, should they at some point, even when you're selling, could you also for the right guy, could you also be buying? And I guess it might have to be a within a trade, you know, where you're shipping some guys out and you're willing to take someone back. It's like when we were talking about Hosmer at the beginning of the season. Is it someone you could flip the next year and make that a positive if it doesn't work out? I mean, the strikeouts are you know, Matthew's saying it. I saw David say it. Uh, guys swinging with holes in their bats. Eleven strikeouts on fastballs. Uh, are yeah. you worried about Morel? I think it was four strikeouts again tonight. Three? I thought it was three. Between but, yeah. Wisdom I mean, and Morel, I think they had, I think seven strikeouts. Let me look real quick. But uh, um, are you getting concerned about Morel with the the swing and miss rate? You know, we talked a little bit about him pregame, and I, I just said, you know, I, you can't – there's no way to know what he is yet other than I still love his energy. I love what he brings. He's playing hard. Um, he's shown that there is talent there. Yeah. But the major leagues is all about finding that consistency and doing it every day. So, you know, that's where he will make or break at some point. And I, he's so young that, like, even if – this continued and it didn't work out the rest of this season at some point, I still would not rule out that he has a really good chance. Like he's shown you something at a very young age that makes you believe that there's a lot more upside than, than I ever expected early on. Yeah. I mean, I, am I concerned? I think, yeah, we should all be at least a little concerned. I mean, the strikeouts have, have come in a big way recently, and it is what it is. I it was I, four, four today. Was it four, four for really Morel and three for Wisdom? Wow, he almost hit a homer too. Uh, but you know, seven fifty three OPS. He's batting two fifty five. I mean, he's just in a slump right now. He's going through. He's going through the adjustment period. We all talk about. We knew it was going to come eventually. I would say that again. That we were. I think we're. A little surprised it took as long as it did for the for the adjustment yeah. period. Um, if there's any spin zone to it, there's a pretty it, good honeymoon. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty fun time for him at least. Um, but again, I think you you got to pl- you got to continue to play him every day if you want to move him down the lineup just to maybe take some pressure off. I'm okay with that. Uh, Ortega's playing well enough right now. I feel like you could bat him lead off. Uh, and that's what helped. David totally Ross, agree. David Ross was totally doing that, you know, for the first month and a half in the year of him struggling. So uh, I wouldn't mind if, you know, they moved him down the lineup just a little bit just to, you know, again, take some pressure off. There's pressure hitting out of the leadoff spot. So uh, maybe, maybe a, a good spot to put him would be, you know, either between – or, well, maybe after – Hap, maybe between Hap and Wisdom, if you're going to play Wisdom, and uh, you know, in the he's batting fifth tonight, so like in be- yeah, I, I still think he needs to be somewhere in the middle of that lineup because he does bring, you know, he, he does he's been very good for the Cubs overall. I think he sh- he deserves to be somewhere in the middle of the lineup if you're going to move him out of the leadoff spot. You could flip him with Nico. Yeah, I mean, Nico's been red hot, three hits again tonight. So like, I I I would. Right, Jack's saying the same thing. Swap Nico and Morel. Yeah, I mean I. Yeah, I mean, 
I think all of us agree that Nico should be hitting higher anyway. I, I've been I've been saying he should be hitting at least fifth or sixth. He, you know, he batted sixth tonight, but he's red hot right now. I feel like he should be up higher so he gets more bats. If you're going to lead off Ortega, move Morel down, maybe move Nico to, to the two-hole, like, I'd be okay with that. But, yeah, I mean, well, again, it is concerning, but it's not enough to where I think we should just go ahead and send him down to Iowa or anything like that. We're in a season where you just you just play him. And, and if it gets so bad that it's, you know, month or something like that long or a month and a half even, like maybe then you can consider it. But, again, we're just in a position where you're seeing how guys play out and go and see if they can adjust to major league hitting when the, you know, when the league adjusts to them. So I – I'm I'm concerned, but again, you still gotta play him every day. Couple guys in the chat saying, "What about Nico at leadoff and Ortega batting second? And then you go Hap or whoever. But like, I mean, Nico, the way he's been taking the ball the other way, that that one high up in the zone that we've seen him take now, and just kind of pull his hands back in and slap it into right field. He's done it multiple times in the last week. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's nice to watch, and it does look like something you would see a leadoff guy do. Uh, I think there's a real good chance that when Contreras is gone and Hap is gone, I would assume Nico's going to be your best hitter on the team. God, right? Don't, don't, make, me, don't I, make me think I mean, I would that. assume that's – but that's not <laughs> but that's true, not a knock know. on Nico. Like, you could argue he's, he's getting in that conversation anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, definitely, you definitely should see him up higher after the deadline. That's for sure. Considering even well, yeah, you should bat him first, bat first, second, third, and fourth. (laughs) You can. I again, uh, I uh, you know the only thing that's ever kept me from thinking Nico should be the leadoff hitter is he just doesn't have a high walk rate. But yeah, he gets hits. He's he makes contact and he makes hard contact. So I, uh, but any any guy that they've always batted leadoff has always had a, a some sort of a decent walk rate so uh but again they did let morell lead off and he you know made his major league debut this year so i i don't i don't really know what they should be doing right. with nico in terms of if he should be a leadoff or not but we're at a point where you if they want to try it out why not like i i just don't have high expectations of him excelling in that role i think he's better fit as high as two or as low as five, like anywhere yeah. between two and or as low as six. I mean, anywhere between two and six, I think he would, for the type of hitter he is, I think he would be very solid there. I just uh, lead off. I'm not sure. RWB uh, makes a good point, and we'll get to it in the next segment. Uh, saying Suzuki back in about a week, most likely. Oh. What's going to happen in the outfield situation? We will you discuss that. that? <laughs> we'll we'll discuss it in just a little bit. It, it it's. It is, there are some scenarios that would be uh, very frustrating. No, no question about that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to think about that, but we'll, we'll touch on it. How did, how did your bets do tonight? Oh, Stucky, you know, every time I bet on the Cubs, the Cubs just <laughs> let me down. So anyone in the chat who always gets mad at me for betting against the Cubs, this is why I bet against the Cubs on a, after a game like tonight. So uh, just just keep that in mind. But I bet on the Cubs tonight on my favorite app. I, lo- I open it up every morning. I wake up. I roll over. Got my phone right on my side desk or side table. And I don't look at my texts or miss calls or anything. I go straight to points bet. Is, that is what I, that is the first, <laughs> first thing, thing I do. First thing you check every morning first is thing points I bet. First thing I check every morning. Gambling is problem called one hundred. Gotta check. Gotta check the lines. Gotta check the lines. It is the most important thing of the day. <laughs> Don't tell my girlfriend I said that. Okay, <laughs> but I, you know, it's it's great for that. That's why. That's one reason why I love points bet. The other reason is because it's the best way to support CHGO. And when you download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up, if you do that right now, you get two risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker, Sick similar dream. 
to the ones that me oh or and that new one the new release is out wearing. or yes yes hey, exactly Chicago the, what do you say this new, this new Cub shirt is it's it slaps here. it is different here uh, that shirt's gonna slap in two years get it now <laughs> be the first to wear it yes and then you won't look like a follower you'll be a leader absolutely absolutely so that's two thousand dollars in free bets a free CHGO membership and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making more than a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. You're home for live in-play betting. Just got even better. You see an edge in the game you're watching. Is your favorite team primed for a comeback? Well, the Cubs trailed the entire game, so that's not a great example. But if you're following the Sox game like I kind of was tonight because I bet on them too, they trailed 3 to nothing. a little live bet action on that. Plus money. It is beautiful when you win live bets like that, folks. They lead 7-3 to three now. Don't talk to me about how I feel about it as a fan, but as a gambler, it is a beautiful thing. Don't just watch the game. Bet along with it live. More live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash outs. Follow along with your bets, and the moment they hit, and stay in the live action all game long. Download the PointsBet app right now and use promo code CHGO. So what are you waiting for? It's time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. I've been uh, using the product of our next partner literally every day. Started taking AG1 because I didn't have time. Wanted better gut health, more energy, an optimized immune system. Now I've been on it for a couple months, and I love it. You know, it's not one of those super healthy tasting things like where it's a drag to take it in the morning. It's mild. It's tropical. I look forward to taking it. And here's what it is. One scoop of AG1, you absorb 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients supporting your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all those things. And, and you're, you're looking at me on this thing. You're saying, Stucky, how are you so cut? Where's all the definition coming from? It's so amazing with all the ice cream you eat. And nobody's saying that. But I do get a noticeable boost in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it first thing when I get up on an empty stomach. Giddy up, I go. And it's lifestyle friendly. So if you're keto or you're paleo or vegan, gluten-free or dairy-free or you're all of those, you're all good with AG1 and you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance for less than three bucks a day. You can't get anything for less than three bucks. I can't get a quarter tank of gas barely for three bucks. (laughs) Yeah, literally nowhere. (laughs) You can't go anywhere. Uh, you, You can't run your lawnmower this summer for a week for less than three bucks. Uh, it's been recommended by professional athletes, more than 7,000 five-star reviews. And right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. You don't have to take all those crazy pills and vitamins and supplements where you're waterlogged by the time you get to the bottom of it. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Perfect for a wedding trip in Wisconsin or wherever you might be going. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash chgocubs. Again, athleticgreens.com slash chgocubs. To take ownership over your health, pick up your ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Stucky, can I tell you some stats? Hit me. because uh, Analytics, hit me with an- the numbers. Analytics guy here since May 17th. 2022 um and i did not look up these stats our good friend ryan herrera tweeted these out but hopefully joining us soon on the yeah hopefully join us soon that's a tease uh anyway like i said three hits tonight updated numbers here's a slash line batting 304 on base of 338 with a slugging percentage of 422 and has a 110 wrc plus and a 2.2 f war that's pretty good, Stucky. It is pretty and good. And he leads the league in outs, outs made. Uh, uh, they said it on, uh, Corey and Brendan said it. it Brendan, or Brendan, if you're still in the chat, let us know what it was. Brandon, outs what, above average or something like that. That's a big stat that I don't fully understand. But 
uh, it means that he's one of the best defensive shortstops in the league. Uh, so, I mean, he didn't get mm-hmm. the guy today on that throw, but that was another nice play. That was a really nice play. The fact that he kept that in the infield for sure. He's yeah. uh, so he's uh we were talking a lot of people we, wrong. A lot right, of people yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about Nico, so I just wanted to finish up the Nico talk with that. That he is he continues to just really open our eyes, and that still doesn't mean that we shouldn't have been. We shouldn't have been, ex, you know, expecting someone like Correa or anything. Because imagine this: if you had Nico and Correa up the middle, right? Right? Yeah. Oh you yeah, know? yeah. But you still could do to that. say that to say that he couldn't play shortstop. Like if you were someone who who said that he couldn't play shortstop, I think you owe him an apology. So yeah, <laughs> what are you looking at me for? No, I'm, I'm oh. just I'm just talking. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying anyone. I just happen to be there. in the way. I, I get yeah, it. I'm yeah, I'm just talking. Mark Mark is saying uh, he's going to be our Derek Jeter. I mean, I, that that might be a little far, but like, <laughs> hey, three thousand hits incoming. Hey, he's already better defensively than Derek Jeter, probably. I heard somebody talking about him on the radio today that uh, he's one of ten players to be on like twelve All Star teams, but not win an MVP. <laughs> Never really yeah. thought about that, that he was never an MVP. He was still a great player. He just he had a lot of great players on teams that he was winning. He on. was on some really good teams. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he was also a pretty consistent player, too. Um, so some injury updates that we didn't hit in the pregame that came out before the game. David Ross uh, said that Seiya Suzuki's left ring finger sprain is feeling better. He took batting practice. Um as well as Nick Madrigal at Wrigley Field today. They're going to see how that finger feels tomorrow, and he could start his rehab assignment as early as tomorrow. Uh, Stroman, 36 pitches. Smiley, 32 pitches um, in roughly about two innings out there. So we'll see how much closer they are to coming back or potential rehab stints. The Suzuki one came up in the chat because what happens when Seiya comes back? It doesn't look like it's too far. We'll see how the finger feels because there have been multiple setbacks with this. Yeah. You know, yeah. he hasn't done any. He took like seven days off, and I said, wow, this is a critical stretch here because if that isn't – like, for instance, if there's pain in the finger again tomorrow, right. now you got to start sending more specialists and find out what's going on. If he does come back – I hate to say it because three weeks ago we were like, no shot, no shot. But if Morrell were to continue to strike out three times a night and really start to get in a rut for like another 10 days of this, yeah, I do think there's a possibility that that, would be, that could be the move. And it would bother me a little bit, but I also don't want to, I'd also don't want to see him mentally get taken out of this season by a, a bad stretch. Yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not as crazy against it as I would two two as weeks I would have been two weeks ago. Yeah. Again, it's like I want to see him work his way out of it. That's that yeah. is what I want to see. That's what I want to but until the trade deadline comes and then you'd have an easy way to bring him back and put him in playing every day. You could go down and work on a few things if that if that ends up needing to happen. Right now, I still want to see him in the lineup every day, but three four strikeouts on average. If you started doing that for a seven day stretch, then you'd have to start considering some things. I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, relate somewhat related to this. We talked a lot in pregame about Jason Hayward and you know the the comments from David Ross about loyalty. Yes. Um, right. And listen. Like I said, the Cubs are 18 under 500. Now, they, sure, yes, they are. sure, if Morrell starts, you know, continues to strike out a ton and, you know, until say it comes back, which who knows? Like, okay, he's going to go on this rehab, rehab assignment. I assume he's at least going to play a week there in Iowa. I, I assume. Yeah. Five I, days, I don't know. Whatever. A couple, you know, Two, three games at least, right? right. I He's would gonna, think the rest of the week. Right. So, that means that decision will come next week. So, in a way, like, yes, we need to see Morrell not strike out that many times. But even, like, even, even still with that, 
for me, like I just said, like if it if it's for like a full month or month and a half, then yeah, perhaps you I would you know think about considering sending him down. But right now, like even in a week, am I going to change my mind on that? No, like no, because the Cubs are eighteen under five hundred. They suck. We are we are we are here for player development at this point. We care about who's going to be part of next year's squad. Who is going to who gives us any kind of hope for next year? Christopher Morrell has been one of the brightest spots of the entire season. Yes, he's struggling right now. Yes, he's striking out way too much. That doesn't mean that he needs to be sent down. I agree with you. I I believe if if Morrell is sent down at some point this season, it should never be because of another player. Yeah. He should not be sent down because of Hayward. He should not be sent down because of Suzuki. He should not be sent down because of somebody else, anybody else on the roster right now. There's enough space for him on the major league roster. The only reason to possibly send down Morrell at some point this season is if it's for him. Yeah, exactly. If, if, he's, if he's the one, his game is showing you that he needs to go work on something that's the reason you send him down. You don't send him down because, oh, we don't have a roster spot and so-and-so is coming back. No, 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 no. Right, right, right. That, that's not the case. If he goes right. down, it's because of, it, ha- it would have to be because of his game and his development. Right. And I know all of us in the chat, even me, yes, I'm afraid they would send Morell down because of Jason Hayward. And like I said, we talked about him pregame a little bit. I don't want to fully go into the... The full rant again, but like, but the loyalty thing bothered you. The, the, the soundbite, yeah, it it bothers me that that they're playing Jason Hayward based off mainly of loyalty, and it's like this team wasn't loyal last year. They haven't been loyal for years. When it comes to any of their other core players, why start being loyal now? You're not gonna like okay if you you have a on Hayward's way out. Fine, you have a good relationship with him, but what about the guys who actually helped win the World Series? And actually, was produced. I, I, I'm, I, I. There is a line, man. Like the Jason Hayward's a great dude. He's great in the community. He's building this baseball academy. Yeah, we saw it. It looks amazing. That they put on marquee tonight. That's all fine and dandy. Great. Like, I would even go to go and say that he's not even the he's not the worst free agent signing in Cubs history. Maybe as far as like production, sure. But Milton Bradley was significantly worse than than Jason Hayward, yes. and he was a. It was only a three year deal for him. So they only had to deal with what well, they only dealt with him for like one year, honestly, because they just let him go. But uh, the point is, though, when you're in the in the position the Cubs are in, <laughs> loyalty to Jason Hayward of all players doesn't mean shit. Because if Jason Hayward was actually productive, the Cubs would be trying to move that guy just like they're going to probably move That's Ian right. Happ, and they're probably going to try and move Wilson That's- Contreras. There is no loyalty in. Major League Baseball. There just isn't. I'm sorry. I mean, even the Yankees are struggling to come up with any kind of extension with Aaron Judge. I mean, the Yankees, a team that's always, like, just paid guys whatever. It's a business. There is zero loyalty in baseball, period. Right. And, and at 100%, that is talking out both sides. Like, I do think David Ross has a pull towards Jason Hayward, but... You know, he, he was best buds with Rizzo, too, and some of the other guys. And Chris Bryant, Javi, Schwarber, yes, they all turned down a deal at some point to the Cubs. That, that, that's not the point. Right. The point is that they still could have just left him there and been loyal to them in some way. The only reason Hayward is getting the loyalty that they didn't get is because they cannot move him. Yeah. They have no choice but to either be A, loyal, or B, be the bad guys and make a move on a team that's already depleted down to nothing. Yes. It, They're not going to be loyal to Ian Happ if they can get a big deal. Exactly. And that, like, kind of like what you said on pregame, what, the fact that David Ross actually said it out loud, that there's a loyalty factor to it because of how he prepares himself and plays the game and, and all of that jazz. Uh, there's a... There's, here's the difference. Maybe he's using the wrong word. There's a respect. Yeah. There should be a respect for what he's doing off the field, what he does in the clubhouse, what he does preparing himself to get to the game, what he, how he interacts with his teammates. 
All of those things have a respect. The problem is the product on the field hasn't been as good as all of those other things. Yeah. Loyalty, on the other hand, when you start favoring loyalty for some of those things over the production and success of the team, because you want to show these young guys that you also value winning and doing things the right way and being rewarded for your performance on the field and doing the things the right way. Mm -hmm. Right. But doing all the right things, preparing himself for the game, isn't leading to a whole lot of success on the field. So that's a mixed message to the young guys coming up too, in my eyes. Yeah, no, I agree. KDS, probably stupid question. There's no stupid questions here. Uh, but what do you mean by they can't move him? Like in what way, contract wise or PR wise? I don't think anybody wise. wants the con. I don't think yeah, anybody it's, wants it's, the contract. It's contract wise, if Jason Hayward was actually playing well and had the and has this reputation of just being a great dude, great teammate, whatever, everybody want him. The Cubs would would get a ton for him again. But he ha- does isn't producing, and <laughs> I still believe for the most part. I still believe if he was hitting just a little bit more. The Cubs would be might be willing to eat some of that contract to get some pros like that's a way to get a better prospect is to eat the money and sort of buy the prospects somewhat by paying paying him to go play for another team. But I don't know if there's enough I don't know if there's enough value there just in his defensive play, which has also slowly declined a little bit. Yeah. For a team to even give you much back, even if you're eating what's rest left of his contract, which is still a lot of money. Yeah. So then you're in a situation where it's like the Mets were willing to eat a contract, but remember, the Mets are in contention. Right, right. So winning certainly matters to the Mets right now. We've learned winning in reality does not matter to the Cubs right now. Right. They, they care. Like, they, they're all competitive. But in the grand scheme of things, everything else points to it doesn't. Right. 18 games under 500. This team was going to be competitive, they said. I, again, we'll, we're going to see what happens. I'm, you know, they DFA'd VR, so I'm optimistic that they're going to make the right but baseball decision here. But that took a long time. Here. That took, it did, like, it did take at a least long two time. weeks too long. It did. But I... You, Morell would have to be horrifically bad for me to actually be okay with it. Horrifically. He would have to, like, strike out. He would have to average at least three strikeouts a night the rest of the week. From here until, or from here until Saya is ready to be activated. Yes. Like, he would have to strike out three times a night. So mu- He would have to strike out so much that I would say, okay, we need to give him a day off. You'll, yeah, you'll know if, if, if that ever happens with Morell being sent down and Suzuki comes back and Hayward's still on the team, you'll know they're blowing smoke up your butt. Yeah. You'll you'll know. You'll you'll be yeah. we'll be able to see. Like if Morell is just playing if Morell's playing good baseball or starts cutting down on the strikeouts and you see signs of him coming out of it, it's not even a conver- it should not even be a conversation. Yeah. Even remotely a conversation, no matter how you would want to sugarcoat it, you wouldn't be able to sugarcoat that move. No. People would be furious. Right. Like, I'm just saying if the three, four strikeouts a game continues for another seven days, it would have nothing for me. It would have nothing to do with Suzuki. It would have to do with, we think you can fix this in AAA better than you can fix this here. You're coming back. We know you're coming back. We want you to work on it and come back, but the best place for you to fix it, the most successful place for you to fix it would be AAA for a couple of weeks until we get this. I don't know if that's coming. It's, it's a little more feasible now in my mind than it was a Two week ago. ago. But again, I don't <laughs> believe it's a long... I agree. I agree with you. It's not a big enough stretch for me to say Morell needs that yet. Right. I, again, you'd have to be very, very bad. For me to like in a week when Suzuki well, comes, back. we've seen we've seen wisdom go through stretches like this many sure, times, and sure. he has never been sent down. So right, yeah. So we're gonna see. I it's just I think the biggest like, and this is wild for me to say, but like the biggest disappointments with the Cubs this year for me 
have just been like their decision making when it comes to you know transactions or whatever. I mean, shit. Remember in April we're we're talking about why we why are we demoting Rivas when he's not even getting a chance and he had a great spring and you know I know he went through some struggles, but like it, like even something yeah, but that's is, what we want to find out, right? That's the th- that's that's exactly the point. Like, it's okay that, if he struggles. Same with same thing with Morel. That's why it's great that he's up here. Right, goes through the struggle. It's okay. Right, and like that's kind of, like that's the frustration that I've had because yes, coming into the year, I was the only one, and maybe a few other people who tried to speak into existence thought this team might be able to be a wild card team and get in or something. But majority of everyone and any even me with like just my realistic hat on knew that this team was a 500 team at best. So we got to find out who's going to be on the next team. Like, and we've, it took forever to DFA VR took forever to just move these guys here and do this and that. And it's just like, what are we doing? What are we doing? And that's, what's made it even harder to just watch the product on the field. Like, so that's, I mean, that's my spiel with the, like, honestly, the entire season is as far as the most frustrations. Sure. On the field, there's been plenty of frustrations and a lot Wins of anger. losses, lots of frustration. For sure. But as far as expectations for the season and then seeing how the Cubs are managing things, it's just even more infuriating because they could be making things a hell of a lot easier for themselves. And they just, for some reason, just want to piss all of us off. And I agree with, uh, and I know you do too, with RWB. You can't decide how bad or good a player is going to do after a week of struggling, you just can't. Right. It's been a little bit more than a week. Um, it's and again, it's, like it's way two, too small of a sample a size. Yeah. Um, guys go through slumps like that all the time. For sure. Yeah. Uh, and and that, that's one of the steps you want to see him take is now adjust and get his way out of it. Yeah. Alexandra, she says, do you guys think Rivas will stay up when Schwindel comes off the aisle? I don't know. I don't know if anyone's paid attention, but Alfonso Rivas has been playing very well since Schwindel went on the IL. I, I mean, based off the 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 eye test, two hits tonight, uh, I believe again, right? Yeah, yeah, two for three with the run scored. Even had a walk, so he's on base three times tonight. Uh, you know, the the season numbers aren't great: two thirty two, six fifty five OPS. But well, he plays better first base. Than he Schwindel. plays better def- defense on at first than Schwindel. He's younger, obviously, uh, you know, makes better contact. Uh, I'd have to look up the numbers just since he got came back. But um, just I know he's had some really good games, and tonight was another good one, uh, you know. he And the one out he made was a liner right into Albert Almora's glove that he dove on that he didn't need to dive on. He just wanted, apparently, according to Ryan, it was beca- it was because it was the Albert Almora revenge game, <laughs> and he just wanted yeah. to to dig the, the, the stake into our hearts a little bit harder, even though none of us miss Albert Almora. So, um, whatever. <laughs> I, yes, uh, to answer the question from Alexander, yeah, I, I think he needs to stay up right now. Again, he's another guy that, it's going to go through some ups and downs, but he, I mean, he brings he, good, like Morel, he brings you nice defensive play. Right. And let's see him. Right. Let's learn from him. I think we know what Schwindel is. Yeah. And another thing, too, he, he's going to be here after the deadline anyway, especially if Ian Happ gets traded because they can play him in the outfield. I hate saying it like that, but it's just a fact. I mean. Well, and we've seen Rivas play first and Schwindel be the DH, too. True. True. Which is also possible if they want to keep playing Schwindel. Yeah. So, so. Uh, should we should we do who you got just in case uh, okay, Ryan I ser- gets caught up? I searched Rivas' numbers. Oh, yeah, hit uh, it. Since he got called, called up. He was, he's been back with the squad since June 18th. Uh, and this is only till June 26th. They haven't updated the numbers on fan graphs. But 310, 344, 414 slugging, 111 WRC+. Plus. So, that that slash line's not yeah. bad. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. So and good D. Yeah. Uh, I I hear him. I see him. Can we hear his voice? Ryan Herrera is almost here. He's here, but you can't He's hear him. Dialing in from <laughs> Wrigley Field, the bat phone. Natalie is having an issue. Where? Oh, oh there he I is. hear something. There he is. 
Good. What's up? Yeah, we got him. We got him. All right, yeah, here we go. There we go. How's it Ryan, going, let's, everyone? before we get to all the questions, let's get straight to the who you got debate. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> uh, we are That's taking right. you out of contention with an offer. Yep. Yep. With yep. Hap. I agree. The question becomes Ortega or Thompson. Thompson allowing four runs, eight strikeouts until the sixth and seventh. It was a really good outing without Rowan Wick and maybe staying in there and some other decisions. Good. Ortega, on the other hand, reached base three times, extra base hit, Mm -hmm. RBI, stolen base. What else am I missing? Uh... An extra base hit. I mean, he did I, get thrown or, out on the base paths. I think it's Ortega. I that, think it's Ortega. That, I don't think it was Ortega's fault on that one, though. That's 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 tough. That to was learn. Wilson. I, Wilson went yeah, too I far. Will, I will say Ortega had <laughs> Ortega had maybe the best stolen base of the season. Oh, oh, yeah. Season. See the stolen base there. <laughs> don't feed um, it into him, Ryan. Come think, on, I, man. I, I, I think I got to give it to Ortega. Oh, and Nat- Natalie, you got a vote on this? Natalie also picked uh, Contreras. There it is. So there's a star. I did it. I did I it. So, I'm off the schneid. Uh, whatever. Fine. <laughs> what are the totals? I'm, I'm creeping back up in there now. Uh, I think you got six. I think that's seven. Is it seven? Okay. I'm at seven or eight. I know that. I think Ryan's at eight, I'm at seven, and you're at ten, if I I'm am. not mistaken. Yeah. I opened up the the Excel doc and it it took it didn't have the most updated stuff like it doesn't have any of our who you got's from last week so I don't understand why it doesn't because it's supposed to save automatically. But the, only, the only spreadsheet you need is right like here between the old Valparaiso it had, University it had the right scores right it had the right scores but yeah okay ten eight seven. Ten, eight, seven. The numbers right. should That's be right. much 10, higher, but we've just been really well, we bad missed, at it. Well, we miss a lot of games. Yeah, right. and, That's you right. know, for like the first month, we weren't really recording it. Yeah. And, and Jack wants <laughs> – Jack says VR had no errors, that. and that was pretty good for him. That's yeah, what he took. Jack also gets a, just the honorable mention because VR <laughs> didn't, didn't have any errors and Daniel Norris didn't give up any hits. I mean, it's amazing when yeah. you can put up such great numbers when you don't play, man. I, too – didn't give up any errors, and I didn't give up any hits. I also had as many hits as Jason Hayward did over the weekend. So he did only play one game. You know, that's right. Well, now he's now he's now he's got the knee. Uh, you both knee. you both played you both played one game this weekend. I guess I if you include Monday as the weekend. Yeah, I didn't. You know, I didn't <laughs> think we we're going to bring up the triple play in softball, so we won't. <laughs> Uh, Do we have to? It, 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 I'm told it wasn't Cody's fault. It wasn't. Um, it was a hard hit ball hit that was not ball. his fault. He was the guy running the first. Okay. I was and running decent, hard. I just hit the ball in the velocity. absolute worst spot. Yeah. All right. Anyways. Uh, uh, before we did, move on. Yeah, go ahead. Did, did you guys plan on matching today? No. No. This, we did not. No, we do not. We do not. We're me just, and Stucky just, We have a connectivity. You know, we have yeah, a connectivity that goes. Like he has to deal with me farm. five days a week, and Some, it's just, you know, it's just kind of evolved into this, you know. Yeah, sometimes I know what shirt he's going to wear, and I'm, I know what ice cream he's thinking about. Oh. And vice versa. <laughs> We're both thinking honey ice cream with a little graham cracker in it, you know. From Cone. From Cone. Cone should be sponsoring this podcast. We talk about them yeah. every night. They do get a lot of I mean, free out of us. Yeah, we need to work on that. Uh, Ryan, did uh, did uh, David Ross get asked about taking Thompson and leaving him in there maybe a little long, or was that – what was he thinking there? I mean, that wasn't really the talking point. It was more of, you know, how does he take – because – and I, I, see the, the, I see the comments and I see the, you know, stuff on Twitter, and it's just like I disagree with, with people thinking that Keegan should have been taken out of the sixth. I think – He's a young pitcher. Um, he has to, you know, learn how to bounce back from adversity. It's not, he was at, what, 82 pitches? Uh, he's thrown nearly 100, if not over 100, the last two stars. Like, he has to, you know, learn to go in there, go out in that seventh after giving up a couple runs in the sixth and, you know, go out and, and, and you know, pitch a good seventh. He's, he's I mean, if, if 
the if the games honestly if the games matter if the win loss record mattered then you have a different story but with Keegan being a young pitcher you want to see if he's a, a rotation piece he's got to learn how to go back out in that seventh at, at, at the lower pitch count that he was still at and pitch a good seventh and he obviously didn't do that and then Ross decided to take him out if you want to criticize something maybe it's putting Ro Wick in that situation who'd been struggling the last few weeks um but I, I don't I don't agree that Ross putting Keegan out for the seventh especially after he kind of you know picked it up and got uh, got two outs right there in the sixth to keep it at two runs um I think he blew one right past Cal Farmer too to end that which which looked good but um no the talking point was more of you know him growing and taking that next step obviously was the longest in terms of outs the longest of his career six and the third so he had been doing great really you, you see he had a great start throughout the first five plus innings six there give up a couple runs seventh there you know Rowick gets out of it the, the box score looks a lot better um but yeah I think the talking point was more about him growing as a pitcher than anything and and you know seeing you know seeing when he you know even if he ran out a little ran out of gas a little bit, bit there at the end which Ross kind of admitted he, you could see it a little bit and Keegan said the same thing but again you run out of gas but you, you gotta again work through that kind of thing and, and work through the a little bit of adversity um, so it's just kind of about growth and seeing how he can take this next step because you've seen now three really good starts in a row. So now it's a, really is more about growth and, and taking that next step for Keegan. Again, people are going to criticize. I see the, you know, the criticism for Ross, but I think uh, if you look at it in the grand scheme of like the, the, the win didn't really matter today. It's, it's about Keegan growing as a pitcher. Um, I, I think it would, I, I would say it was the right call. Um, yeah, that, I would say it was the right call, but I, I mean, I understand the the other side of the thing. It's he did have a a little bit of traffic there in the sixth that he had to work out of, and you know whatever I mean, he was probably he was losing a little bit of gas there. I I kind of I I'm in agreement that he you know sending Keegan out there for the seventh was wasn't the wrong call. Yeah, I, we kind of what about, we said. We agree with that a little bit. Like yeah, there's that, like a like a line like a yeah you're trying to balance trying to figure it out because like i feel like if the team was in the race i feel like that rossi would have taken him out but yeah. where the cubs are in the current standpoint of the season they needed to throw him back out there and see what he could do so you well, know or if it was earlier in the season and you were trying to build his confidence like hey five good innings get him out five good innings get him out now you're trying to extend, like, he's already built that base of his career, right? Like, he's built that early confidence this season. So, like, this is yeah. kind of the next step. So, I'm okay with it. I, I do agree with what Ryan said, too, that, like, let's be honest, the, the, the end result, the final score isn't all that important. It's about developing these yeah. guys. So, yeah, it's frustrating for fans to see it because I think everybody yeah. could see that he was running out of gas and that it wasn't going as well. But in reality, if Wick gets the outs, he's left with six and a third, two runs, eight strikeouts. And I win who you got. And you win who you got. But it didn't work out that way. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, yeah, like you said, Luke, I mean, just, again, the, the progression of Keegan as a pitcher is obviously the most important thing. And they'll never say that. They'll never say, like, the win doesn't matter or right. that kind of stuff. Like, that's, that's never going to be. But I think when you just look at the grand scheme of things, like Keegan – Seeing how seeing how he responds to what happens in the sixth and, and sending him back out there for the seventh is just is even just a good place for him to kind of again just grow. I don't think he he seems like a very confident pitcher. I don't think he giving up a couple more runs in the seventh affect his confidence at all. Like you could see his like he kind of has that swagger on the mound. Uh, I think it was just a, a good opportunity for him to again figure out how to deal with how to fight through a little bit of adversity there. Uh, before we get to another question, I do want to tell you, because this is for Ryan, too. I do want to tell you about Owen, which stands for Only What You Need. I hear. I had a friend who Snapchatted me, uh, him him getting his box of Owen today. Really? Yeah. Oh. He was influenced by the guys at CHGO Bears. Not, really? Not us, oh, unfortunately, nice. but well, but still, CHGO influenced still him. Still part of the family. To, uh, to, get, to get some Owen, and uh, 
Everyone in the chat should, too. It's good stuff. Yeah, 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition, and it works as hard as you do. All the products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen-friendly, no gluten, no dairy, and easily digestible. You know, part of the reason Bears fans are interested in that, and, you know, most Chicago guys are Bears fans as well, is because Justin Fields, QB1, QB1. plant-based diet, he does Owen, and Owen and CHGO have now partnered up to give you an awesome offer. 20% off your first purchase at live or liveowen.com. That's L-I-V-E-O-W-Y-N.com with the code CHGO20. Join me, Justin Fields, and all spectacular athletes out there who try Owen, only what you need. Uh, by the Speaking way, of Justin Fields, he looked great. Uh, he yeah. looks like he's been drinking a lot of Owen in yeah. those Instagram photos. Yeah, I don't know where he, he is. It looks like he's in Greece or something like that, but he's, he's having, as he put it, vibes. Vibes. <laughs> Vibes. Incredible vibes. Vibes only. But speaking of uh, somebody that's really bulked up and, you know, must be taking some Owen on the side, there's a fly going around here in the studio the size of Daniel Vogelbach. Like, <laughs> it's a, it is a hefty horse fly going through here oh, right now. Oh, man. Like, it's a... That, that fly must be bigger than the guy that was hanging out on the ledge during the pregame oh, show. Oh, man, that was scary. <laughs> uh, Ryan, one of the other things we heard a lot about uh, in the chat, and we already talked about it quite a bit, did David Ross say anything about the strikeouts in the game, the amount of strikeouts, specifically the ones that are starting to pile up a little bit on Morrell in the last couple of days? Um, not, I mean, strikeouts, like, overall in the game, no. I mean, I kind of asked him just I, – I, I knew a few weeks back when, obviously, Morrell was still – are you swatting the fly over there? Yeah. It's, you know, did you get it? He almost got me again. <laughs> <laughs> um he kind of said he, he was kind of asked, you know, how do you prepare for you know guys for the adjustments to be made from that kind of thing, and he he said like no, like you, you like I don't you know you don't do that because you just let guys succeed while they're succeeding, and then you kind of go back to things later on. Um, and obviously, you know, he was succeeding for there for a while, and now he's he's um, you know struggling out of the strikeouts, four swinging strikeouts, I think today. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously it's been a struggle for him. Um, but he kind of said, he's like, you know, you know, the coaching, the coaching, the coaching staff is kind of on that working with him, going through things, um, you know, guys hit bumps in the road you, you talk through it. Um, and that's just kind of normal day-to-day coaching. Um, but yeah, I mean, not, nothing as far as like, you know, he, I mean, he's a, he's a rookie, obviously a rookie, a month, just over a month, yeah, maybe like five, six weeks into his major league tenure and these are the adjustments that are being made we talked about it with suzuki you know at the beginning you know back in may how you know adjustments are made and he's gotta he's gotta adjust back and i just i think it's the same thing where morale at least again striking out a lot i think we heard that you know obviously when he was a minor leaguer the strikeout rate was a little higher than where it was when he first kind of came up um, and now you're starting to see a little bit more of that swing and miss um, and so it's just kind of about you know finding the timing finding a finding or uh, you know, evaluating what's not working for him, and, and you know, getting back and getting back in the cage, getting back and whatever, and kind of working on those things. And I, yeah, I, it's 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 one of those where every rookie goes through these kind of adjustment period and struggles that they kind of got to get out of. Um, I know I see comments about what if what if Jed sends Morell down and says to work on some things, but really it's to keep Jason Hayward. Uh, I just I just saw that. Uh, I think we cross that bridge and we get there. But for now, it's it's kind of just on morale to, you know, work on those uh, on the things that's kind of making him struggle these last couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Steele tomorrow. Yeah. You know, I, I said, got to win one so you don't end up in last place to head into July in last place behind the Pirates and the Reds. Uh, Steele's <laughs> last 10 starts – I don't even want to think. I I can't believe that that sentence actually. Came I mean, out. it's a possibility they could head in July in last place, uh, which I thought was comical when we talked about it preseason. But right. it's yeah, it's comical in another kind of way at this point. Uh, Steele's last ten starts: five runs, two runs, one run, one run, three runs, seven runs, no runs, one run, two two. So in his last ten starts, three runs or less eight times, two runs or less seven times, one run or less four times in his last 10 starts. The one outlier in there is the seven against the Reds. In the 20-5 to five loss, I believe. If I was allowed to take a pitcher in who you got for game two of this series, which I'm not because I'm 
You're banned. I'm banned from taking pictures anymore because they never do well when I pick them. <laughs> I, if I could, I would take Steele. Yeah. Because I think it's a revenge game. I hope so, man. And he's coming off a start that the Cubs defense really did not help him. Right. That so. five is the other outlier in there because it really wasn't his fault. That was the VR game that we did yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a bounce back. You know what I mean? A couple weeks ago, we we went into Thompson versus or Thompson versus the Braves, and admittedly, I didn't feel great about it. Yeah, because he's coming off two bad starts against uh, the Orioles and Yankees. Here we are, Justin Steele now coming off. I mean, considering how well he'd been pitching of late, not his best stuff. So I'm looking for bounce back from uh, Man of Steel tomorrow. Uh, any other nuggets out there, Ryan, before we? Um, I do have to bring up, and, you know, I'm a man of integrity. Um, I, Luke, I think we owe Cody an apology Uh-oh, when, he was talking, when he was talking about uh, back, back a month or so ago when he was saying that Nico Horner was better than Tim Anderson. Um, I, know, I, look at the up, I look at the updated stats. Um, they are both, they, they're tied with uh, 2.2 F4. Um, wow, how about so that? Cody, I mean, Cody, I didn't um, say it. Everyone in, in, insinuated it, but don't let me believe. Like, don't let me talk myself into thinking it. Also, the Sox guys are sitting right over here, Ryan. Like, it's all right. Yeah, I heard well, they were talking trash about us. <laughs> no, they. I mean, they, he's they just having. They, a, he's just playing well. I mean, the stats don't lie. The stats don't lie. He, they both have the same F war right now. So, Cody, here's my apology to you. Um, you were right this time, but things can change, though. Well, you know, for every time I'm right, I'm wrong for like the next 10 times. So (laughs) it's just nice to win one. Kevin Malone, Cody Del Mendo. Right. And I will bring up my potential Cubs-Sox trade on the pregame show tomorrow, (laughs) which is a great tease. I have yet another deal suggested to our CHGO White Sox team over there. And they actually kind of liked it. And all three were like, Hmm. I'd do it, but I don't think the Sox will. Yeah. That is what we call a professional tease. Now, before oh, we get I'm, out of here, I'm can I read in. some of the comments from the yes. from our uh, tweet? We always – not every game, but we try to tweet out the the final score graphic, kind of like what the Cubs do Uh-oh. from their account. Yeah. And uh, the caption tonight was, tell us some good news. So here's some good news from everyone who follows us on Twitter. So some good news for tomorrow. Justin Steele goes. That's from our guy Mike Dubs. Jonathan Wood, might know him from ESPN 1000. He says, one fewer Cubs game left for us to suffer through. Uh, Alex C. says, Nico Horner has a F4 of 2.2, which is 29th best among positional players with it and has 10 outs above average. Uh, and Mike Prasnowski, a good friend of mine, says, one day we'll all be dead. Eat Arby's. Oh, I know Mike Pras. He was a beer money guy. Oh, okay. There you yeah, go. he'd play the beer yeah. money. Uh, and then to, to close it out, just because I just really love to rag on this guy, uh, Nat, I, I want to call him Nathaniel, but that's not what it sounds like. I don't know. He says Christian Yelich has a 102 WRC plus. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, by the way, I did my Twitter poll. Which Cub do you want to keep the most? Wilson Contreras, Ian Happ, or Kyle Hendricks? Right now, Contreras, 78%. Kyle Hendricks, only 6%. These are Cubs you want that we yeah that which, we want, uh, want which of the three which guy would you want to keep the most I don't think it's surprising that it's Contreras is the most at seventy eight percent but Ian Happ gets sixteen percent over Kyle Hendricks down to six wow a lot of people are done with him man hmm. interesting he's, he was he's been good again. He's, he's, he's he's been had some bounce back games yeah great start. Trade value increased on Friday. We'll see what he can do. Right now, it's all about steel and my potential trade to the White Sox for other guys that I'm talking about tomorrow on the pregame show. Hell of a tease. 6.30. Yes. 6.30. This is a great tease. This is the best tease we're leaving for tomorrow. Everyone should tune in the pregame show. That's it. Definitely. Anything else, Ryan? Real quick, any nugget that you got other than apologize to Cody? No, that, that's all we got from today. It's, uh, oh, we got all right. It was, good. It was a big of you, a big of you to to bring that up. By yeah, the way. Un, big of you. Yeah, new respect for the University of Missouri. Unprovoked too. I said, I said, I I I, I pride myself on being a man of faith, right? <laughs> um, so, had, had I'm an integrity. I have integrity. Okay.
Okay. I, I had to give some. I give Cody his due when he's right. I had to. But gave him his due. Gave him my due. Well, I he didn't see that. it when most people didn't. Nobody saw it. He saw it mm. a little bit. Someone should tell Brennan. He'd go off about it. Oh boy. I'm sure. Bre- <laughs> I'm sure Brennan already knows. <laughs> yeah, Brennan probably does know. <laughs> uh, Cubs lose game one of the series. They'll see if they can get game two. Coming up on Wednesday, pregame show. What did I say? 6.30. 6.30. 6.30. Thanks for watching the CHGO Cubs postgame show podcast presented by PointsBet. Don't forget to use the promo code CHGO, and we will see you tomorrow, or as you call it, Wednesday.